Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off in depth conversations in applied geophysics. In this episode, Miguel Bosch discusses his honorary lecture, The New Paradigms in Seismic Inversion. Miguel explains how elastic full waveform inversion and the Markov chain Monte Carlo approach improve seismic inversion, discusses if data analysis and machine learning are essential to practice inversion, and highlights new tools that will improve the accuracy of inversion. This conversation provides great value and insight into the essential work of inversion. Visit seg.org podcast for the link to listen to Miguel's lecture. This episode is brought to you by CGG. When you need accurate estimates of reservoir properties, it all comes down to the details. For more than 90 years, CGG has led the industry in advanced subsurface imaging, providing the best possible input for reservoir characterization. CGG's proprietary time lag FWI technology provides detailed and robust velocity models and remarkable FWI imaging results in even the most complex geological settings. Better images, better knowledge, better outcomes. Upgrade your reservoir imaging and see things differently with CGG. Now for my conversation with Miguel Bosch. Miguel, thanks for joining me. Your honorary lecture, it's called The New Paradigms in Seismic Inversion. What is the overview of the methods you will be discussing in this talk? Okay, uh, thanks, Andrew, for this interview. Seismic inversion is uh, a main source of uh, information about the reservoirs. In fact, uh, a seismic signal has been used uh, for obtaining information uh, about the reservoir and is a main source of this information. So seismic inversion is a method that allows extracting properties and estimating properties from the seismic signals. This is the importance of seismic inversion. So in, in principle, the properties that are extracted are elastic properties of the medium and the mass density. And from these basic properties, then we can estimate additional reservoir properties that are very important, like porosities, lithology, fluids, etc. How has seismic inversion played such a powerful role in characterizing oil and gas reservoirs? Well, if we look uh, a bit on the history of these methods, about uh, 80 years ago, seismic uh, surveys started to be used uh, as a source of information uh, for obtaining data about oil and gas uh, reservoirs. And during 40 years, mainly the type of data and, uh, and the way this data was analyzed was uh, by uh, imaging reflections only. So by combining with well-logged data, these uh, reflections allowed to extrapolate strata in the subsurface. Well, uh, seismic inversion came up about 40 years ago, a technique called ADO, amplitude versus offset. Uh, and the idea was to extract more information from the seismic signals by transforming these uh, amplitudes of the reflections into elastic properties and mass density of the medium. So instead of only looking to reflections, then we were, be able, we were able to look 
into the amplitudes and properties of the subsurface. How does the adoption of elastic full waveform inversion improve the efficiency for seismic inversion? Yes, well, as I just mentioned, the seismic inversion in the conventional form uh, analyzes the amplitudes of primary reflections, which we call P wave reflections. Okay, by the wave uh, phenomenon is much more richer than that. We have in the wave uh, propagation, we have phase conversions to S wave, or what we call shear waves, also diffractions, also diving waves, so and surface waves. So all these phenomena can be modeled in a more complete way. And full waveform inversion is a methodology that extracts information explaining all this uh, complete phenomenology of the full of the full propagation. So that's important. Why does a sampling approach like the Markov chain Monte Carlo improve seismic inversion as well? Yes, there are various ways to extract realizations of the models that explain the seismic data. And uh, sampling approaches is a way in which uh, a large number of realizations are obtained in proportion to the combined probability or what we call posterior probability of information. So it describes, it allows to describe the uncertainty, not only the, the optimal model, the optimal configuration, but the uncertainty, the variability. So produce a larger number of realizations and also is able to reproduce the spatial realistic texture of the properties. Whereas if we use uh, only optimization and find out uh, an optimal model, it tends to be a mean model, a smooth model that does not reproduces the texture in a realistic way. What impact has the quantitative integration of multiple collected data had for seismic inversion? Well, this is very important because uh, when we build up a model of a reservoir, we uh, would like this model to be consistent with all the information and data we have about it. And the information uh, we collect about reservoirs is not only seismic. We have uh, information that is uh, well log based uh, also, it should be consistent with the uh, oil uh, uh, geology, petroleum geology concepts. It has to obey as well some uh, basic uh, spatial statistical models. So when we look at a rel- reliable subsurface model, we want all this information to be explained together. This is why seismic inversion uh, need to be integrated with other types of data and knowledge in order to uh, be able to have a reliable and complete subsurface model. We would call this also a complex model in the sense that it's not only a seismic model or uh, related properties like elastic properties and mass density, but it should include other properties of the reservoir involving rock physics, different scales, and so on. With the growing automation and and new tools in this area, what skills and knowledge does a scientist need to bring to seismic conversion? Well, in the way I see uh, this uh, problem, the the scientist would require to have more horizontalization across the different disciplines uh, related with uh, reservoir description 
um, like geology, rock physics, geophysics, geostatistics, because the new tools that are coming uh, requires this uh, integration. Uh, nowadays, uh, specialists are very vertically uh, specialized. In, the, in this uh, new view, horizontalization will be important in order to manage uh, new tools coming that quantitatively integrate the different uh, types of data. Other of the fields I think that will be useful and important is to have a better understanding about the applied mathematics into inference, the kind of data analysis, complex knowledge networks, and machine learning, for instance. So allowing um, our specialists to um, be able to understand the different integration tools and uh, applied mathematic methods for this purpose. You know, these new paradigms seem to lean heavily on new data analysis and machine learning techniques. Do you see these skills essential moving forward to practice seismic conversion? Well, these new skills are important, no doubt about it. But the way I see them is that they will uh, fulfill or um, into um, speeding up different tasks that that are currently repetitive to humans. So, so far we have seen that they are very useful for extracting horizons from seismic, for extracting faults from seismic data, for instance. And in this way, they, they are contributing. However, I, I don't think these uh, methods we would completely uh, solve or can be overgeneralized as a tools to solve our problems in interpreting the reservoir data, and I see that they will be combined with the current uh, methods we have. We see, for instance, that global artificial intelligence tools that will be emerging will combine our common geophysical and geological knowledge with these uh, statistical and more recent tools in order uh, to build up uh, faster methods for subsurface model building and the role of these uh, specific uh, techniques like machine learning and data analysis would be more in accelerating some processes like calibration of the processes. But the basic physics, meaning the seismic simulation, the fluid flow simulation will be there into these tools. Yeah, continuing to kind of look ahead, what new field instrumentation and tools are on the horizon that you think might improve the accuracy of inversion? Well, new tools and sensors will be uh, on the line of permanent sensors, meaning sensors that will stay in place and continuously provide data. Uh, also, multiphysic sensors, meaning that in the same sensor we can have measures of uh, seismic signals, but also gravity or electromagnetics, etc. Also, uh, ocean bottom sensors are being used uh, successfully and drone portable sensors. You know, going back to the name of this talk, you know, the new paradigms in seismic conversion, what do you see as the biggest obstacle for these new paradigms to be fully embraced? Well, in my view, basically, it's a matter of investment on the technology development. And this will 
tell us uh, how long we need to wait until these different uh, new technologies are established. And the investment uh, as well has relationship with the volatility and uncertainty of, of the oil and gas uh, industry market. Well, nevertheless, uh, my view is that in the time of uh, difficulties, the new technologies are the ones that will uh, modify the, the cost and make uh, the industry more competitive. So in, the, in this way, technological developments uh, should be always uh, be taken uh, into account as an important uh, investment area. What is a question you hope attendees ask themselves after listening to this talk? Well, it would depend on the orientation on the, of the career of the different attendants. I say, for instance, research-oriented uh, attendants uh, would ask them themselves about the line of research they, they are uh, selecting, and if they should uh, say uh, focus more on full waveform inversion, uh, elastic full waveform inversion, and uh, artificial intelligence tools. Uh, for uh, building subsurface models uh, as very promising fields, as I mentioned. And uh, if uh, they are application-oriented attendants, well, to keep uh, attention in the new technologies emerging and finding more information about these evolving technologies. And finally, if there are decision-makers, well, to uh, question themselves about investing in the development of these new technologies. You know, kind of lastly here to sum up, what is one piece of advice you would offer someone looking to succeed in your field? Well, I would say um, to have um, a, a good basic uh, formation in, um, in the fields, so in, in the areas of geophysics and applied maths, and uh, to keep in contact with the society, which uh, societies that plays an important role in our education and relationships uh, through courses and updates and uh, the promotion of uh, the meetings and new technologies. Well, this lecture is a great opportunity to do just that, uh, take advantage of, of learning opportunities. So thank you for sharing a little bit about your upcoming honorary lecture and, and look forward to giving this again uh, in the near future. Thank you very much, Andrew, for this interview. Thank you for listening to SEG's flagship podcast, Seismic Sound Off. SEG produces these episodes to benefit its members, the geophysics community, and inform the public on the value of the science. To show your support for the show, please share this episode with a friend, colleague, or manager that would enjoy hearing this show. Your recommendation is the single best action you can take on behalf of SEG's podcast. To receive the latest episodes first, Follow Seismic Sound Off on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. The SEG Podcast team is Ted Bakamjan, Kathy Gamble, and Ali McGinnis. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.